0: This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Hi gang, welcome to another fantastic podcast for the Make America Grape Again podcast. That was redundant, but I haven't even drunk anything. Well, okay, I had a sherry. A a sherry. Um, Yeah, a sherry. And then also uh, a glass of non alcoholic Cabernet Sauvignon just to convince Pippin, our new uh, one of our, well, he's been on a couple of episodes before, but, and he may or may not talk. Ow! He just wants to bite today. He does want to bite today. He's like, dude, normally he gets only this angry when he's actually really drunk. Mm hmm. And uh, uh who me. He yeah, <laughs> uh, you knows what you gave him is non-alcoholic, and he's pissed. Yeah, that's what's happening. So <laughs> I gave him oh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, Ariel Twenty Nineteen Cabernet Sauvignon premium de-alcoholized wine, which actually doesn't taste too horrible. It tastes like a shitty dollar store cab.
1: Oh. Oh. Again, several steps up from red wine vinegar. Yeah, but it's it's recognizable varietally as cat, oh, uh, which for me is interesting I the colors I have a bizarre confession to make about red wine vinegar. When I was a kid, a teenager, I used to partake of the red wine vinegar that was in my parents' pantry, and my fantasy was that I was Jesus on the cross, and that's the wine that they were giving me on the stick. Yeah.
0: That's impressive, actually. I never thought of Well, the closest I've gotten to that is I try to drink a shot or a glass of red wine vinegar on Holy Friday. Kind of the same idea. But not
1: fantasizing that I'm Jesus. No, no, I mean, I was just fantasizing that that's what Jesus was something like what he was drinking.
0: I think it was probably something like that. But uh, speaking of red wine that's not vinegar and not red at all, well, it's red adjacent. Uh, We're going to be doing Cab Franc Rosé. We've got four bottles uh, that we're going to go through. I'm going to grab the first one. Uh, We agreed that we're going to do Washington first, Mm -hmm, and then we'll cross the Delaware. Yeah, Washington, and then we'll cross the the Delaware. Delaware. Ah, oh, Washington crossing the, oh my God, (laughs) Washington crossing the Delaware. Fuck, I should (laughs) have, I should have thought of that
1: one. Yeah, I had that one in my pocket for about (laughs) ten minutes. Load it up. So, Cody has left the room, so we have free. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to talk shit about it. We're supposed to talk shit about it. (laughs) Anyway, I was, yeah, to keep Pippin from going after. Uh, what, I'm sorry, Adam. Adam's, <laughs> Adam's earrings. I took off my gold ring and uh, gave him something shiny to play with, which did keep him distracted for about three minutes. Good, yeah. He continued to try and attack Adam. <laughs> but yes. if it's a was consolation really to <laughs> you, yes. in the past, I mean, I don't have earrings, and he's still went after my earlobes on what the occasions. Oh, he does it occasions. to me all the time, too. Yeah, but, yeah, mine, mine, having, <laughs> having extra shinies. We were actually oh. talking oh, talk more about Pippin than we were about Oh, uh, We were talking about Nippon's fondness for earrings and yeah. earlobes and shiny things. Editing. Yes, John.
2: This one's gonna have a lot of editing.
1: No doubt about it. <laughs> is it still recording or did you... Yes, it is still recording. Yeah, you'll probably have to do a little editing. <laughs> I tried to fill the void with some stupid jokes, but... That's okay.
0: Okay. So our first wine is from Dama Wines. Uh, Walla Walla. Rose of Cabernet Franc, 2017, Columbia Valley. Dangerously beautiful wines crafted in Walla Walla, Washington. Gamma wines embody the spirit of pioneering women who have inspired passion, creativity, and positive change for centuries. Every bottle contains a classic and is dedicated to women who are, like great ones, true works of art. And I'm reminded immediately of, of our photo shoot of you, or photo shoots of you. Uh, that Gary and I did. are fun. Yes, women. Uh, you know, true works of <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm filling in for your, for
3: for you to flirt with here. I'm just trying to remember. Uh, I believe it's a husband and wife, and I think they pulled a name on that from a combination of their names. Okay, cool. So, so, so yeah, so yeah uh, memory serves me right anyway.
0: That's right. We should introduce ourselves because I forgot to fucking do that. Uh, so of course you know me. You're uh, well. I started to introduce, and then I got distracted by Pippin because attention deficit is shiny. So we've got Pippin, who is quiet, but making himself known by biting me, mostly. We, of course, have... Vinny Vidi Drinky. Vinny Vidi Drinky, our judgmental graphic designer. Oh, yeah,
1: the judgmental graphic designer. James Vinozona, uh, where I'm known as the flight captain.
0: <laughs> and, of course, we have a first-time guest, Uh, Adam, Adam, would you introduce uh, yourself because I still cannot remember how to pronounce your last name. Uh, Adam Gingrich. So Adam Gingrich works at a winery, uh, located in Arizona, (laughs) 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 mostly uh, in the cellar. Uh, If I told you anymore, I'd have to kill all 20 listeners. (laughs)
4: Uh,
0: So anyway, digression, four. Megan, what do you think about this label?
2: Well, I know first off from sitting over here and looking at it over there, I like the shape of it. It's got kind of the little cut-off edges, which I think is fun. Um, I like the texture of it, too. And if the they've got the little shiny bits down here. Um, I think it's nice. It's got kind of the female silhouette, just wearing a bra
1: and boxers, probably. From my angle, like. it looks like a zombie kangaroo with oh. one ear. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
2: Is <laughs> like a creepy
1: cave in the background? So,
2: I don't know, it's a little... It's interesting, but I like it. But yeah, mostly I just, I enjoy that shape. I like when wines kind of do, or wine labels have a little bit of an extra thing going on. Fonts are nice too. The wine's font's really nice, but I feel like that maybe got stolen from um, Prisoner.
3: Hey. looks like the
2: Prisoner font a little I bit. I guess it
3: could be. I don't know. Yeah. I see the resemblance. Yeah, I don't the know. The Dama looks like uh, Coppola.
2: Oh, okay. I can kind of see that.
0: So this bottle was kindly acquired for me uh, by my friend, Isla Bonfield, who was in our episode where we interviewed her mother, uh, talking about her book on the years the wine industry. They spent some time in Washington, and I asked her to bring back uh, a cat from rosé, actually. Um, and uh, she was not able to get here tonight uh, to join us, um, uh, we were supposed to drink this one together, but, uh, don't worry, Isla, I still have our, uh, uh sparkling Grenache, say, for your next visit, uh, from somewhere in southern France. <laughs> I think Provence or Languedoc. So tell me what you know about this winery, if, if anything, while I, uh,
3: crack this open and pour. Uh, yeah. I've uh, limited experience with it, I know they're a fairly small production, I think I've uh, wife is the predominant winemaker. Um, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, the tasting room is also an art gallery. and I think that might be where they pull the labels from as well. Hmm. So, what's the wine
0: scene in uh, what's the wine scene in Walla, Walla Washington like? I can't think of a synonym for like that begins with the W. <laughs>
3: like. Um, like like Washington winemaking has come leaps and bounds onto the scene. Uh, even in just in the past <laughs> ten years, they're, sorry, they're really the home of uh, Cabernet Franc. Like when I went, when I when I went there in twenty ten to go to school uh, for winemaking, uh, I kind of went through my rose and Cab Franc uh, renaissance, where all of a sudden it, they just kind of started making sense. Cab Franc out of Washington is one of the most amazing things because comparatively to anywhere else in the United States, it they have a two-week-longer growing season, and all the pyrazines drop out, so you actually don't have that, that kind of green bell pepper cool. or green notes that typically uh, California Cabernet Franc or um, Cab Cab Franc blends will pull with them, and even uh, out of uh, uh, the Loire as well. I, I, can't remember.
0: I seem to remember there was some green pepper pyrazine and the Cab Franc I have from Sutcliffe. Mm-hmm. I will say that uh, Colorado seems to be, in my opinion, the only place that can really match, come close to matching uh, Washington and Cab Franc, mm-hmm. in my experience. Uh, one of my favorite rosés had this beautiful label from the Red Mountain AVA. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what one, but it, was, it looked like a French label. That's it like cursory glance and be like, Oh, this is French. No,
3: it's actually Washington. Oh, was that um was that the Fagan's group? Was that uh um starts with the Nell? I'm not gonna remember it? Maybe, oh. I don't know. I'd have to um. look it up on Fafino
0: later. Although that actually raises a, a fun question. Uh, that we can talk about later tonight, assuming I remember as uh, our favorite Cup Franck experience.
4: Yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, let's take a look. James, would you open uh, our copy of Wine Folly to that first marked page? Because uh, I want you to examine this one and tell us what you think about uh, its color structure.
1: Roger that. Righto, so I am uh, accessing the Wine Folly. Uh, master Guide, we have opened up to the Wine Colors reference page. And feel free to move that bookmark around, too. No
0: problem, here. Yeah. So, uh, the color of a rosé can potentially give you a, a hint
1: of how it's made. Would you agree? Absolutely. So, um... Obviously, this is a lot paler than most rosés I've seen. I would uh, rate this one on the pale copper. Yeah, I, I think that that's a, a which good Which is a, uh, what they list for Provence rosé and Pinot Gris. However, I'm definitely open to second opinions, so if I will pass this over to Megalo. oh. Megalodon. <laughs>
2: You said pale copper. I got pale copper. Yeah, I agree. Because it's kind of, it's not the normal like pink rosé. It's got kind of an orangey tinge to it. Mm -hmm. It's not
3: approaching that salmon, really. Mm -hmm. Nor is it hanging out towards that. I mean, on the very edges, you're starting to kind of get that, you still get some of that gray from the lightness, but it's, I definitely would say pale copper as well. Mm -hmm. It almost burnished. Yeah,
0: I'm with you. Pale, um, pale salmon. Pale salmon or copper? No, sorry. Pale copper. Yeah. Definitely pale copper. It's not sort of orangey or or not pinky. Pinky. Yeah, it's more orangish to me anyways. Hey. hey. No, you can't have this one. This has alcohol in it. You're not allowed to have alcohol, Pippin.
1: On the nose, getting a grapefruity tang. Sweet grapefruity tang. I'm not really getting that strawberry that
2: I feel like a lot of.
3: I am getting the vanilla, though, Mm -hmm. just a little bit.
0: I'm also going to pour some in this really cool sommelier sniff cup. Oh, cool. And we can pass that around, too, because this really accentuates the tertiary notes, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. Grapefruit, um, but pink, not yeah, pink grapefruit specifically.
1: You know, good grapefruit as opposed to shitty grapefruit.
3: Well, well I'm
1: this I'm really, this sommelier glass really concentrates things here. Much more intensity. I almost feel like I'm getting some sort I'm getting of... getting a little bit of a walla walla sweet onion back there with that sommelier glass. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> a little bit of what? Walla walla sweet onion. I can see that. Yeah. The entire town of onions are in, like, are, are ripe. Yeah, there's a bit of an onion. the entire town smells like sour cream and onion chips mm-hmm. that would make me so hungry it's it, it's ridiculous having to do any kind of like outdoor exercise or anything where you're breathing lots of air it's, it's insane it, it's it's super cool but it's unique the other um, interesting note on this is uh, yeah. I, I kind of call it like the Kiwi factor where it has like it seems like it has a really intense ish nose like you, you feel like it's going to be intense but then it's not yeah uh, where it ends up being a little bit lighter than your um, than, than you would expect i also feel like this may be too cold
0: but unfortunately um i've committed to not bringing the bottles out uh beforehand and letting them set i wanted to keep them at the same temperature so they're all sitting in our in an hour because it's our cellar yes mm-hmm. Insert Union here.
2: Are we trying it yet? Has anybody actually
0: tried it yet? Um, go ahead. <laughs> hmm.
2: oh, that's pretty. So I don't think it's too cold. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, the palette. Yeah, no, I think that...
0: That was nice and sharp. Mm, It is very sharp. It's juicy. Yeah, it's like biting... It's like what biting into a grapefruit...
2: A grapefruit would be if it wasn't sour as fuck. Yeah, it's like, this is
1: what a grapefruit should taste like. I'm getting a touch of basil. Mm
3: -hmm. The tannic structure almost gives it that pithy aspect that you would get from biting into a grapefruit, yeah.
1: Oh yeah definitely get a little basil I'm with you basil
2: I think peach like a really ripe peach
0: like that's the juiciness yeah. that, like, that I'm thinking of basil peach a little bit of grapefruit and I'm getting maybe a little strawberry or white cherry hmm. just a tiny bit sort of like on the edge of my tongue,
1: on the sides I really get the peach, white grape on the finish.
3: Also, on second, on second sip, I'm getting a little heat on the background too. What is this? Uh, Whoa! It's a little warm. Fourteen three. That surprised me. Which almost makes me think, rethink that this was this is actually Sante. It wasn't. That could be.
2: Mm. Mm, Makes sense, I think.
3: Because yeah, you wouldn't, I, I, even in Walla Walla, they don't typically pick rosé at what you would pick a red wine at. So that makes me feel that this might actually be, you know, just looking at wine chemistry, it might actually just be uh, Sanier, So it could just be Vino gratis. So do you
0: want to explain this in and dumb people language <laughs> for the <laughs> yeah. for the people who don't know any of these
3: terms? Uh, Saignee is a way of uh, the French the French. Uh, direct translation, meaning uh, blood, um, is bleeding off of the um, red f- uh, grapes pre-ferment in an effort to uh, raise the skin to uh, juice ratio. So basically, in effect, you're removing juice so that you have a higher skin to juice ratio, giving you much more extraction and flavor characteristics, also concentrating uh, the final result so then you take what you have pulled off of that typically within anywhere from an hour to uh, most people don't go as high as eight hours just because you end up with a very dark rosé at that point but um, it, it can go that long you end up with a really big bold rosé at that point and something like
0: tamal maybe yeah like but Tavol, but.
3: Street straight, that straight, just that's picked and crushed. Okay. Yeah, but um, it's, yeah, Sanye Rosé is, and you may have heard me call it Vino Gratis, it's free wine. It's wine that's a byproduct of another wine making process. So um, typically you end up with beautiful juices, but for picking a, picking a uh, vineyard for, specifically for Rosé, you would really want to pick it with a lower uh, degree of sugars. And that's why I made the comment that this being at 14.3, that's, that's right smack dab in the middle of, and even maybe a little bit higher uh, for a red wine in alcohol by volume, which is indicative of higher uh, sugars at uh, picking and crush. Yeah.
0: I've never heard the term vin gratis before, so I'm, yeah. so I'm very happy to have learned a new term yeah. tonight.
3: Vino gratis is great. We love free wine. <laughs>
0: So what do we think about this one?
2: I like it. It's a little fruit forward maybe for my palate at this point in my life. I think it has kind of this almost sweetness to it for me, but I still think it's nice.
0: What do you think, James?
1: Very light, very easy. I dig the basil character. Not really a meal accompaniment, more like an hors d'oeuvre accompaniment.
4: Oh yeah, what would mm. you have
1: this with? Popcorn.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah. I could see this with popcorn. I could see this with,
1: like, lox mm-hmm. cracker mm-hmm. with uh, yeah. dill. Oh. And a little cream cheese, maybe? I had lox and bagels this morning. You're absolutely right. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Especially the kind that has the melon or if it's wrapped uh, with the melon. Yeah. That'd be really uh, melon. Yeah.
3: Dried apricot stuffed with brie. That would work too.
1: It's fancy. Any more thoughts, James? No, no. I was just about to make a bad inappropriate <laughs> joke about somebody we know.
4: <laughs> Never mind. Someone at the
1: table or no no no. no. no, no. <laughs> the with the cheese.
3: Oh. <laughs> Cannibals. <laughs> Mm. Oh, For me, this, like, uh, being that I'm, I'm guessing I'm the one at the table that probably has the most experience, with, one with this region, and uh, in particular Cab Franc from the area, it's shockingly light to me. Yeah. I would have expected Very. more, uh, just from the other ones that I've had I, uh, from the area, I would have expected a little bit, something a little bit more austere and bolder. This actually, I mean... If you didn't know it was 14.3, you would find out real quick because it's very palpable. Yeah. Oh, God, yes.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. This is an ambush in a glass. I mean, <laughs> this just goes down so light, but at 14.3, you're going to be, yeah, your you clothes have, are going to be coming
3: off, and wow. Yeah, you have a glass or two, and then try and get up off the couch, and you're like, whoa. And this is before the main meal is <laughs> served. I mean,
2: yeah. Delicious paper?
3: <laughs>
0: is that good? Maybe hey, what would speed. you read this on Vivina?
2: Three and a half or four.
0: I think I, I would think. give this a solid four too. Yeah.
1: I would definitely drink this again in a heartbeat. Absolutely, but for me this is this is a preliminary hors d'oeuvre aperitif kind of wine.
2: Yeah I want uh, it with like
1: cheese or
3: something. No. Yeah. I hate to say it but it would also make a hell of a base for a cocktail. Mm-hmm. I hate to you know. No,
0: don't hate to say
3: that because <laughs> there is no wrong way to drink wine. Well, yeah I don't know it's just and it's just such so a horrible thing it's such a horrible thing to do to a beautiful wine. I mean, I almost think like it could do with a, like kind of like a, I'm going to lose, is it a 43 or 47 um, or am I thinking of a liqueur? Um, no, just, I think with a light, like a very light hint of either cognac or Armagnac with mm. some kind of citrus, oh, possibly cool. even a, uh, a toasted uh, orange uh, slice. Like perfect, like, you know, thin shaped uh, circular orange, uh, just nicely uh, caramelized with a torch. Ow! And, uh, throw that in there, just so you get that nice smoky characteristic, but nothing too heavy to over, like to overtake it. And I mean, just a light hint of lemon, and I think it would, I think it would roll. Yeah, I, I think I, it
4: would rock. I, yeah, I could
0: also see this, you know, just a 50 rose and tonic too. Yeah, in a pinch, yeah. which would cut down the punch factor. But again, and you would still preserve a lot of that delicate character, Mm -hmm. depending on the tonic you use, of course.
3: Yeah, honestly, I think this as like this as a sparkling would be amazing too. I I like where you're going with that. Is anyone doing a
0: sparkling cab franc rosé in in the Columbia Valley?
3: Not that I'm aware of, but it's been. Is anyone even doing sparkling It's been almost ten years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's there's a few folks out there doing them. Uh, Saint michelle's definitely doing it. They actually have some really cool ones uh, that are only available at the winery. Any more thoughts on this wine? Um, Nice to see a Stelvin enclosure. Yeah. Not under cork. This is going to be, I I love Stelvin
0: enclosures. I also hate them. That's a love hate relationship. But for me, it depends on the type of wine. For this style of wine, it's perfect because this means that I can put this in a fucking picnic basket with hors d'oeuvres and mm-hmm. s- snacks and just take it with me. And I don't have to worry about, oh crap, I forgot my corkscrew. Now i got to take my shoe off and beat this bottle <laughs> in my shoe. and Beat it into submission. Beat it into submission to try and pop a cork out and then that doesn't work. And so you just shove it in there with a screwdriver. Yep. Not, not that
4: that's happened
0: to me or anything. <clears throat> no, of course not. Uh, of course not. We've, we've, none of us have ever had that problem.
3: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it, it, if it was under a cork and it was a 2017, I don't think it would be anywhere near as fresh as we right now. I think that for a 2017, this is beautiful wine. That's the other reason why I like scalp enclosures for
0: whites and rosés is because it does really help them age longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm curious to see if our long number two has
1: aged nearly as well as this. Periodically, the listeners will hear a yelp from some quarter that's Pippin pinching or biting one of us. So, don't be alarmed. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the way he rolls. Most humans were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: think, I think at this point we can say... The only person who hasn't been harmed yet is you.
2: Yeah. Well, that's because I fight him off. <laughs> like not putting up with this shit. But look at how much damage you did to the paper in the process. Yeah. It's a
0: Delicious paper. Benaze, apparently. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. So <laughs> while I grab wine number two, uh, Megan, why don't you talk about your favorite Cobb Franck experience?
2: I don't remember anymore. Do you have one specifically that you're telling me to remember, and I don't? No, think? I'm not actually. <laughs> Yeah, I,
0: I'm terrible at well, these things. Well, you know, you can talk about how you don't have an experience while I, uh, grab <laughs> that. next bottle. Right, I'd have
2: to pull up Vivino and see if I recognize something, because I can't... <laughs> I know I enjoy it, but I can't think of it. I didn't realize these were all gonna be rosés for some
4: reason.
1: Yep. Well, I have been me. meaning to tell you, um, that there's a really excellent cap, have I've given you, I've given you a photo of the bottle, um, the Lazy Bones. I think I know Yeah, I can get that at the little general store in Jerome. And uh, I've, I've showed you the bottle, but I think I need to supply you with an actual full bottle of it. It's really nice. It's a very nice, pleasant, easy, casual drinking wine. Not, not a conversational piece or something meant to be dissected or picked apart, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I think I.
3: I want to add one more to the pairing with this. Okay. Deep fried mac and cheese. Ooh.
0: Mm.
3: I think that would be quite exceptional.
0: As the, I'm revisiting this because everyone can see what I'm holding up in this podcast. Yep, Visuals are
3: great for podcasts. <laughs> uh,
0: holding up the small gla- uh, glass, which has been sitting here getting more oxygen. Um, I'm getting a definite almost orange
3: peel mm-hmm. mm. yeah the citrus on it is quite remarkable it's shifted for... kind of from grapefruit to, to... yeah i feel like the, the longer it sits out i feel that all of those older characteristics i was talking about that um, i thought it was that i found it was lacking have <laughs> will probably come out but it's just also you know most people don't let their rosés get anywhere near that point of interesting before they uh, make sure they disappear yeah no, can't. Which is tricky, I mean it's a good thing for rosé, yeah. you know, you have to have it, you have to want to drink it. Yeah.
0: So, everyone <laughs> grab a cracker, except for Pippin, because that would be racist. Mm-hmm. I guess technically speciesist. Mm-hmm. So our next one, I'm going to have Megan read the back label of this one. This is the Harvest Ridge Winery Cabernet Franc Rosé Wine, and this is from Delaware. Uh, Weller, as we've discussed in previous episodes, only has four wineries at this point. I visited three out of the four wineries in one day, and this was my favorite. And this is the only one where I actually bought more than one bottle. Uh, I was really impressed by everything that I tried in the ca- well, almost everything that I tried in the tasting room. Even the stuff that I wasn't impressed with was still cool. miles better in quality. Uh, and also the service there was amazing. And Uh, As we talked about uh, with Gary in the drunken episode on the mountain where you were gathering manzanita. I was. (laughs) I was doing that. (laughs) And and more or less checked out. uh, I talked about my horrible experience in the tasting room of Delaware's oldest winery. That was
1: the chewing gum girl. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Actually, before we open this, Megan, why don't you uh, read and critique that label for us?
2: Which one do you want first?
0: Well, critique. The, well, read the back and
2: then critique both sides. Okay. Harvest Ridge is a family farm winery nestled in the countryside of Kent County, Delaware, covering over 120 acres. The winery spans the borders of Delaware and Maryland. On the property, you can find a piece of American history: an original Mason-Dixon Crownstone marker. That's cool. Oh, number forty-seven. That explains the forty-seven on the front. Um uh, this rich history is supported by the deep roots of the Nunan family and their passion for handcrafted wines. Uh, to visit the winery will have you feeling like you have stepped back in time to a time that was comfortable, simpler, and more peaceful. Come taste the wines, relax and
1: enjoy. That is a deep one. Yes. Deep. <laughs> it's a lot for a back label. Yeah. It's one of the deepest rosés I've seen in a long time. That, too. Yeah, yeah. it's very dark. We think about yeah, it. I would, kind I would.
2: of a cranberry color so far, but... Well, we'll see what
1: it's likely
0: last. So yeah. what do you think of this label overall?
2: I like that they did, like, jagged kind of edges on the top. I'm really enjoying when labels have a different shape, which I liked the other one, too. I mean, it's simple, which is nice. Um, and then they incorporated the 47 for their whatever that was the Mason
0: Dixon limestone. Yeah. Which I think it's really. I got to see that stone when I went there, and I mm-hmm. thought that, that was a really cool to, to see that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a classy label. It's nice enough. It's not very exciting. And they use the font for Cabernet Franc is I'm pretty sure one of the just basic ones that you find. I can't remember like Victorian. Papyrus. No, you mean it's Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Com- um, Com- I think it's a. <laughs> <Warhol's> group.
0: Oh, oh. We should design at some point the worst possible wine label mm-hmm. using Comic Sans
1: mm-hmm. and Papyrus. You know, the worst possible wine label in recent memory was that thing that came out of Italy with that.
2: Oh my god, saw. that thing was ah. terrifying. <laughs> it was, it was, oh yeah! It was a nightmare <laughs> fuel. Oh, yeah, you were there that day! You saw that <laughs> label. <laughs> <laughs> so it was that, was,
0: yeah. that was intense. was nightmare fuel. It was intense. It's like the, the, the hipster from hell. <laughs> 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 We were talking about a a Marzamino that we had in Italy. That not only the label being atrocious, the wine was also really subpar. Really subpar. (laughs) It's bad business. So I, I agree, it is a lot for the back label. Um, but I'm not the, the one to, to judge. That's fine. And to be fair, if you're looking at this on a shelf or in a tasting room, you're not going to look at the back label unless you actually hold it in your hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, that being said, when I look at the back of labels, I would rather see more information about the wine mm-hmm. than necessarily than the estate. Yeah. The yeah. But that's me.
2: But, I mean, now as somebody that's had to design labels and try and, you know, come up with descriptions that can continue to be just printed a ton, I get why wineries don't put wine... Yeah, Yeah. are vague and don't have descriptions because if you want, you know, I mean, they're so expensive to order and you want to order a bunch at one time, Yeah. and then once that wine's gone, you just have these labels you can't use anymore.
0: Yeah, really, the only thing you could use it for is selling them as stickers for, for cars and then they don't stick as well and as yeah. long as actual bumper stickers mm-hmm. or sticking them on, on, on their, bags on bags,
2: which, yeah, which I know a lot of
0: people utilize
2: but it's just that's such a sad waste of money really yeah. that point. Oh
0: yeah, in. Well, yeah that, that brings back uh, <laughs> memories. Yes not entirely pleasant ones yeah. i So alright I'm going to crack this open here. Yeah, I also really like the, the 47 number nestled in the roots of the tree. Yeah,
2: so I don't, I'm guessing that's symbolic. Yeah, is the Was the stone... Under, the
0: stone is number 47.
2: But underground is what I'm... Like, why is it beneath... Like, I why is no, it in the roots? That's
0: what I kind of want. I don't know... Okay. The stone was on the surface.
2: Yeah. And it
0: was standing, like...
2: I wonder if they found it under a tree somehow, like if they
0: dug it up and My like... guess is just that's just kind of a way to incorporate the number in a cool yeah. way that's not like...
3: Is there anything special about the uh, soil that would indicate that the... Like, is it especially really chalky, or is it very is it unique to the rest of the AVA? Uh,
0: it's not in an AVA, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a non-AVA one. There are no AVA um I don't think, there is one or two in Maryland, but none of them extend across that part of Delaware.
3: Um, and, and a completely side, side note, this is the second time Delaware has come up uh, uh, this week for me.
0: Um, yeah, I know. I, I like to stop and think, oh, I remember Delaware
3: exists. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, is just like, you know, it's one of those odd things. And th- this was even odder because I was listening to a uh, particular... Uh, app that allows you to listen to radio stations from around the world, and Wilmington, Delaware is actually bringing the hip-hop. Huh. I was like, I was blown away. <laughs> it was a really good station.
0: <laughs> That's an interesting side question. I'm, I'm now thinking about music pairings for our last Rosé. Um, I want to pair it with something very kind of classy. burke mm-hmm. Bacharach.
1: Or, or like French.
3: When I know, no Tom Jones?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. I mean that's I mean that's bold and brash. And yeah. That this stuff is a little I mean it's understated on the palate, but again it's got that 14 level alcohol percentage, so it's like something
0: that packs a punch. And I feel like maybe friendship
4: up
1: because friendship up
0: can is interesting because it does have a very strong influence from Algeria. What little I know of friendship up, which is not much. Oh, the cork is really cool. I really like this cork, the, the way that that label is on there.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were able to incorporate the, the little tree with the 47. <laughs>
1: Oh neat!
4: Yeah, that's
1: neat. works. And I'm online trying to find that horrible label. Please don't.
2: (laughs) Oh, the terrifying one? Yeah,
1: please don't. God, yeah, we don't need to see that. We don't. We don't.
0: don't. There are things that man was not meant to know, (laughs) and Lovecraft was talking about that wine
3: label. (laughs) In the middle of. It's been seen; it cannot be unseen. Yes,
0: exactly. All right. Well, All right. pour it a little We're bit, bit more of this one, and the the rosé. I apologize. Bring out the colors. This is yeah. Holy crap! This is like Tavel level dark. Hmm.
2: That's an interesting.
0: What color do you think it is, Megan? I don't
2: know. That's what I'm trying to. Cause it's got kind of that like pink and brown had a baby color to it. I've
3: seen some ruby cherries that are this color. Hey, buddy, hey, come on. What? Wow. Pippin? Pippin? Nope. Hey, those no, are I'm
1: getting funk on this one.
2: <laughs> um
3: Thanks. Yeah, I agree on that.
2: I feel like it's kind of getting into the realm of that like deep salmon but a little bit like mixed in with a bit of the pale tawny because there's a bit of a like a brown No,
0: you're not supposed to drink that one It also definitely kind of has that pink, deep pink character too Yeah, but it's More
2: More brownish Yeah Like it's got the pink, but there's a, yeah I don't... And
3: this is not aged nearly as well And it's almost starting to cool as well Let's see if you... It's starting what? to what? It's pool color. where the color is pulling from the sides. Was, oh, yeah. Kind of
2: blend a little
3: bit. Like, a, like an aged red wine would. It?
2: Oh, that nose is weird. Because
3: you've got that nice, like almost crystal clear, complete rim around the... Uh... Mm.
1: It's very close to the the deep pink tovel for me. Mm. The tovel is in the details. I mm. mean mm. I do remember that character on the
0: nose there, but it was much more muted because that seems to be a pretty common character, a uh, tawar character for a lot of wines coming from the mid-Atlantic on north into New England because it's a lot of moisture out here, and I think that that
1: sort of influences the character of the grapes. Now I'm getting a lush maraschino cherry poking through the funk.
3: I was getting almost like a uh, high-tone note Right when I first put my nose in it,
1: yeah, it's got, and this and is one hundred percent
3: cap from And it almost has like kind of that salty ocean air yeah. nose to it.
2: Yeah, there's something bitter about it, almost chemically to that's, me. That's
3: what I was saying with yeah. high tones. It's almost like you know, it's not like acetone or um, iodine or no, anything like that, but it's that, it's that almost like that chemically.
2: Yeah, it it's just something I wonder if maybe it just needs to open up and that'll kinda go away.
0: Would you say that this one is corked? I don't I don't think it's
3: so. It's not corked, no,
0: not at all. I think it's just age a little past its prime. I'm
1: trying to think of what the I resemble that remark. Well that's not true.
3: It's yeah, it almost like an Isla Scotch. Yeah, I can see that. But not without that like not with that heavy peaty, it's more that sea salt iodine. Yeah. I can see
0: that. It's not that with like,
3: with, like roses though.
0: Yeah. It's from what I remember, this was a little ways away from
2: No. 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 <laughs> Go away. no. You can bite the paper if you want.
0: It's like but the paper doesn't scream when I bite it. I know.
2: I'm not playing that game with you.
0: Don't chew my phone. Anyway. Um, yeah, definitely sort of a sea salty iodine seaweed. Mm-hmm. I This was not on, directly on the coast. Uh, I don't know the geology of this vineyard or Delaware because I just before I had this really fun app on my phone called CKD, which actually like I can load it up and it tells me like the geologic formations underneath and when they were formed. Oh cool. Um it might be fun to go back to this vineyard and see and bing. I mean it's not far from the sea, but it's not exactly like right there either. Um I mean it's up towards Chesapeake Bay, which uh, fun geology fact. Uh, that you all may not know. The Chesapeake Bay is actually a meteorite impact crater.
4: Hmm.
0: Neat. Uh, I can't remember. It's from somewhere
1: in Did the... Did you read that away. the James Michener novel? No. Because he wrote a novel called Chesapeake, and all of James Michener's novels start off with some sort of geological... First, the Earth cooled, you know that kind of thing.
0: No, I didn't pick that up from a. Um, I haven't read. Well, I tried to read a James Michener novel once, and uh, after three pages, I couldn't do it anymore. Which is weird because normally I like. Long epic stories like
2: that, but it kind of smells like weird watermelon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember in a tasting room getting a lot of watermelon yeah. now that you
3: mentioned it, it. I've come across a couple of sour watermelon beers that have this exact
0: yeah. nose. That's what it's making me think of as like so weird. Now, here's my question uh, because I know sour beer has brett, and that's one of the main causes of the sour
3: beer. Would you say that this cellar has brett, or is it just how it's aged, potentially? I think it's a, I think it's it has more to do with age. Than it would with uh, any kind of fault. Because I don't believe the wine's faulty. I just feel that, um, like you mentioned, it's, it's showing its age. It, yeah. It's past its prime. I think that it, it's starting to fall out of balance.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a good thing we opened this now when we did, because I don't think this will last another year having tasted it. Yeah. What do you got? Guys- oh, before we.
3: Okay.
1: A weird melange of sour, cher- sour cherry seaweed vanilla.
2: <laughs> I get the vanilla and I I feel like I'm getting the same kind of that weird watermelon I
0: pickup. feel like I remember that this was aged on neutral oak but I could be wrong and misremembering
3: I've always found barrel aging of rosés interesting even if they are neutral it it helps with mouthfeel for sure, yeah. but I feel like I feel the acidity difference. Even if they are still the same pH and God, TA, the water acidity difference, pers- acidity difference perception between these two wines are completely different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, but
0: if you drink this and. I, I definitely get that mouth feel like this has been seeing some neutral oak. So what's different about the nose in the special sunglass?
2: I still get watermelon, but it kind of gets more of like a watermelon bubblegum.
3: Huh. I got I, I got greener notes. Yeah. I, and they took and, and all. I get basil and watermelon. Excuse me, watermelon bubblegum. And the high tone notes that over. And, and the high tone were, weren't like weren't really there for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: I get my third grade homeroom class smell. Okay, explain. I can't. I can't. It's, just, it's you had, You had to have been there in the year 1981 at Rusk Elementary School in Midland, Texas, in Mrs. Hicks' third room, third grade homeroom class to smell what I'm smelling. I'm taste what I'm tasting. It's just not describable. Okay. I wish I could, but... <laughs> That's fair. Tastes like nostalgia. And I just my myself again. <laughs> Is anybody else getting a hint of residual sugar? Oh wow, wait. Maybe.
0: It's very fruity, it's, it's, so. I,
1: I feel like there might be a
0: little bit. Maybe. If so, it's small. It's small, like hovering, but... I would say, under even 1%. Mm-hmm. But it could also just be really fruit forward, too.
3: I think it's more fruit-forward than the last one. Because Yes! I get that candied yeah. edge to it, like, now, like... What specifically is that? Almost
4: okay. like...
3: Yeah. Hmm. It's... It's definitely evolving in the glass, even in the the <laughs> time, it's changing.
4: It's
2: weird.
3: Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's starting to go more of that kind of iodiney, high tone. It hasn't quite hit the uh, petrol characteristics that you would get from like Rieslings. Yeah. But it's it's definitely moving in that direction. It'd be interesting to see what this wine looked like in a year. I don't think it would be necessarily better. I think it would just be um, what's the I'm looking for? Um, it would it would be changed for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think we hit this at the the low point.
0: Right. Down, or what was the year again? This is 2017, actually. Which also, mm-hmm. it's interesting because we had the 17 from Walla Walla in the Stelvin enclosure, which Case Young still, mm-hmm. and this one's definitely showing its age. You know, it's the same year, which, again, proves my point that I was alluding to that for rosés and whites, a skelvin enclosure is better.
4: Um,
0: I don't like skeleton enclosures with rats. Um, there, I said. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Kent. Um, with that being said, of course, the, the Reds will age long, twice or three times as longer. And sell them, but, uh, you know, maybe I don't want to cancel it for three hours. <laughs> me, 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 me. Sorry. That's not bad. What would you rate this? What do you think of this, Megan? Mm. And, and we'll go into parents here as, as well as we talk about how what we think of
2: it. Yeah, I'd probably do like two and a half or three. Three maybe on it. I'm not a fan of this. It's kind of funky. Oh, you... I feel like I am getting a... Does anybody else get guava? Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Okay. I think it's kind of giving me a guava note, too. It's weird.
3: The green notes are starting to come out, too.
1: What would you pair it with? Oh, God. I don't know. I'm not really sure what... A watercress salad with
3: orange onions and strawberries. Okay. Down on that. I think the I think anything with arugula would uh, work with this as well. I think the uh, spicy, peppery nature of arugula would actually bring out more of the fruit characteristic and kind of mute the uh, the greener, higher tone notes.
1: James, what do you think of this? It's nothing. to, st- it's it's okay to drink. I was kind of intrigued by the seaweed, sour cherry, vanilla combo that I'm getting. Uh, it's nothing distinguished, two and a half,
3: three stars, but it's not certainly not bad. Adam, what do you think? I'm going to go with everyone else. i a solid two and a half, two, three quarters. It's younger. I'm sure it was beautiful. It's a very interesting wine. I think it would be fun right now to just to put into a blind tasting and see people's reaction because um, I feel like knowing knowing what it is we're able to kind of justify certain ideas that we have i feel like our opinion would probably be different if we didn't know anything about it
1: this is kind of like the faded diva from mm-hmm. sunset boulevard yeah
0: i mean i don't dislike it it was again much better than the tasting room when i bought this two or three years ago maybe three years ago or was it two years ago one of those that was, it was in the before times of the long, long ago, uh, before before the Rona, oh. before the in a,
3: before the insurrection. Um, sorry. It, no, in, okay. a, in a blocked-out tasting glass. I feel like people would try and put this in the uh, uh, South African or New Zealand uh, category, and I think they would probably either go Chenin Blanc or Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc That'd be on, interesting. On the nose, I really do. But I feel like that, the guava note makes me yeah. think mm-hmm. Sauvignon Blanc. It, yeah, it makes me, the nose. If I was if I was able to create that in my mind, where I don't know what this wine looks like, and I would just smell it. I would definitely not pinpoint it as a rosé.
0: I might go, I might go pinotage rosé, maybe. On uh, a blind tasting, a black glass. If I wink towards rosé, but I'm thinking, yeah, Shannon, uh, or or Sauvignon Blanc would be my thought. Speaking of uh, blind tasting and black tasting glasses, we are hoping at some point if we can convince Ruben <laughs> to cooperate. <laughs> and to cooperate. Problematic character. Fucking uh, Ruben, Fucking
1: Reuben. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say it in German. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the story. We'll tell you later.
0: Um, Adam, but uh, anyway, uh, I want to do a cab, Cabernet Sauvignon blind tasting with Ruben because he's convinced that Napa is the be-all, end-all of all Cabernet Sauvignon in the world and that only expensive Cabernet Sauvignon can be glorious and good. That's
2: uh, the worst part, is that it has to be expensive, otherwise a petone him is just not going to be. Like, because it's
0: expensive, it will be good, which is stupid. Yeah, I think all four of us here are in agreement that that is Mm -hmm. fucking bullshit. It's not the case. I've had plenty of... Would you like to features yourself without your mouth full, James? I concur. (laughs) (laughs) Pippin, what do you think?
2: He's like, nope, you're not making loud noises anymore, I don't have to...
0: (laughs) It's weird because he will be perfectly noisy when I'm alone with him and talking with him. But when he's around people, he will just fall silent. It's hilarious. If you could hand me that decanter, I think I'm going to Cheers. Oh, shit. We forgot <laughs> to do that first. Well, we can do that with the sparkling. Yeah, there we go. That's, that that's definitely a cheer, cheers-worthy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sparkling, uh, we're not going there yet. Uh, but we are going across the sea to France.
4: Uh,
0: to the, the heartland of uh, one of the heartlands, I should say, uh, of Cabernet Franc, uh, Chinon. Uh, Chinon recently just started allowing rosé under its AOC. So we've got a Chinon Rosé that has a... Uh, uh, it's set up to quote Portlandia. It's art because it's got a bird put on it. Yep. yeah, okay, uh, this is the one that... That's how you know it's authentic. Tried. Now, now James, did you already go into your uh,
1: favorite Cab Franc experience? No, not yet.
0: And James, why don't you go into your
1: uh, favorite Cab Franc experience uh, while I grab this bottle? Well, several years back, I was going through a very embarrassing, romantic situation, not to mention long-lasting, painful, arduous, and just outright hell on earth. And I was um, communicating, I think it was via text message, with the heartbreaker in question, and it was a very tearful and tormenting experience. But at the same time, I just happened to have picked up a bottle of Chenin from a local liquor store, and through all the torment, tears, and wailing, and gnashing of teeth, in the back of my mind, I remember thinking just how lovely this wine was. And so that was kind of a bright spot in a very dark period. So I enjoy the taste of Chinon, of course, but I also have a psychological affinity for it because of that comforting, uh, comforting mo- moment it gave me back in those uh, arduous times. Yeah.
2: Can't help.
3: Revisiting a wine can always be like, you know, it's, it's like hanging out with an old friend.
4: hmm
3: It just takes you back to a place in a moment in time. hmm Yeah, I felt like the Shannon I was drinking
1: was kind of an angel on my shoulder saying, it's going to be okay. So,
0: unfortunately, James, there's nothing for you to read, really, on the back of this label. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty standard French wine label. Um... It's called the
1: Messanges Rose. That's uh, coming like oh, from 2019. I think is um, I've had the Messanges Rouge before. They have that one at uh, uh, um, Lloyd's liquor store. Ah, I think it's probably the same producer, but I have not of course had the rose yet. So this is a uh Chinon, Appalachian Chinon <laughs> Control Day.
0: Um uh, mis- in Boba the punk, blah 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 blah. thirteen percent uh so it's actually the same percentage as our uh harvest ridge oh i was gonna ask you how do you think that that was made
3: that at 13 um considering the color on it i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with probably uh san diego again I just I don't think that people are gonna be doing direct to press because in order to press it th- that hard to get that color without it has to, you have to have some skin contact to, contact to get that level of extraction. So I'm gonna say that it was done in the Sanier method. Whereas the next one I would say by color and alcohol I would could I would say it's
4: quite possibly
3: picked to do that, but that's also just the traditional way for rosé to be made out there.
1: Anyway, I have to say Shannon is probably my favorite cab frog from across the whole wide world, so I'm really excited about this one.
0: In. he is on the floor, looking now up at Adam.
2: He's like, how do I get up there?
0: How do I get up here to bite those ears? Kevin, mm-hmm. come here. Get in.
1: Well, at least your earrings are fairly muted in color. If they were really bright,
3: like silver, I'm sure. Nice. These are so oh no! Yeah, when we were at brunch the other day, he uh, was very intrigued with them because we were outside. Yeah. That's what we. That's what we learned. He liked them. Very
0: plain cork. Noise. I get very sad when corks are very plain.
1: Yeah,
0: there's nothing. Where did wrong. the uh, speaking okay. of? Where did the uh, there it is? Excuse me. All righty. I'm gonna also pour it in the. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll make it easy for you. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. You bet. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good is my licking the
4: bottle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like I am. It's true. And just for the in- information to our viewers, our listeners, rather, there is a tit on this bottle.
0: Yes, this is uh, actually a great tit. Um, so tits are a member of the paridae family. Parulidae? No. Parade Par- family, parula uh, day. I think is wood warblers. Uh, the parade also includes uh, our American chickpeas and titmice. Nice. Um Because God forbid, as as God fearing, naked, fearing Protestant country that we are, apparently, according to some people, uh, that, we, that we call something a tit. Can't. And uh, now I've apparently earned probably a. a uh, explicit rating for this episode because
1: I mentioned the name of a bird. I'm sure you had the best of intentions.
0: Ha! So Megan, what do you think of this label? It's so
2: pretty. <laughs> it really is pretty. I freaking love this. It's so pretty. I mean, there's no fun shape to it or anything, but the the font is nice. It's kind of a scripty one, but I don't think it's one of the generic ones. And the bird on the you know what is it? Maybe like a. Cherry Blossom or maybe an almond. Yeah, I'm thinking almond. cherry. I, yeah, it could be from an almond though. I feel like, cause that's what we have at Oak Creek. Mm. So I get a fair amount of experience taking pictures of those every year. So it could be an almond one too, but they're, yeah. I like this. I love all of what they've done with this. Mm-hmm. I think There's it's good. lovely. Although I'm a little offended that the back label doesn't match at all. Okay. It's just... A, yeah, the fonts don't match or anything. Well, but, I mean, it's a completely different paper. It's a completely different style. It's... Yep. I.
3: It's typically done by the importer because...
2: Yeah, I'm guessing they only have the front label. Mm-hmm. And then they slopped this one on the back because there's nothing pretty about Even this. Even
3: the color is different.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a different color. It, you know, it's just white, whereas the front's kind of a beige. But the paper's different. It's The back is glossy, whereas the front's not. But, yeah, it is the Rare Wine Company imported by Rare Wines. Brisbane, California. So yeah, that's just the the importer doing. Silly yeah, things what you know. they have to do
3: to cover yeah. their legal uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: asses. Well, yeah. they didn't cover the tit. They yeah. Cover- <laughs> yeah, they just
3: left a tit hanging out there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I really love it when tits hang out there. I really love it when tits hang out anywhere. I mean, the the, real, the chickadees are just really adorable, fantastic birds.
1: I, I love I love them dearly. I'm getting a very pleasant. <laughs> Orangey, nutmeggy. It almost makes me think of a tequila sunrise. This makes me think of
3: cookies. It smells like soap to me, and it's not the glass. It's not like it smells like a very floral soap, like but in a good way. But in a good way, not yeah. like not negative. This would make an excellent candle. It, That's it, th- th- yeah, yeah, exactly. Like walking into like a Bed Bath and Beyond or something like that, where you have those intense. Aromas from the bath, uh, the you know, the bath section.
2: Yeah. Um, okay.
3: Like it, it, it's not like and for me. It's not
2: like a Malvasia soapy. Like cause right. for me, Malvasia yeah. smells like straight up, yeah. like flowery soap. But I feel like this is kind of in a.
3: It is very pleasant, and also, I, I I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. no, no. Uh, yes, first. I, Initially, like when I when I first smelled it, the, the longer it stays in the glass, it. The better and bolder it gets, but I, I wanted it to smell more, like have a more intense aroma than I initially got. Uh,
0: to me, I am also getting a lot of those floral characters, but I'm also getting baking spices, like mm-hmm. uh, almost like anise and nutmeg and maybe a little bit of orange peel, just a hint. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think that. <laughs> I just a sousent. <laughs>
1: If I may pull out my uh, Fraser Crane voice. Or actually, that was also brought up by <laughs> Miles and Sideways, a Sousson of nutty cheese. Oh, that's right. What? I don't know, it tastes
3: pretty good to me.
0: Adam, what do you think of the color of this wine looking at uh, the Wine Folly book?
3: Looking at the Wine Folly book? While I open the book, I can say that it is close to the first wine we had. I was gonna but, say yeah. that's
2: kind of what it makes me think. But of.
3: actually, slightly more. When I first looked at it, it was like almost more golden or straw. So I would say probably medium copper yeah. is the best because it's not deep amber. Um, we're not getting into any of the real pinks, but I would say that it's less. It's less of the brown copper aspect and more of a gold Mm -hmm. note or brass rather than what do you think sir
2: no I'm I feel like it's got a little more pink to it yeah it's got more pink to it than the first one for sure it doesn't make me think of as much of an orange kind of thing
3: Mm -hmm. what'd you do I swirled a little too hard. <laughs> we, have aggressive squir- we have aggressive swirling happening. You're not aggressive swirling, bus- which is a whole different story. <clears throat> which is what Pigeon is
1: doing. I'm swirling. I, I can see where you're getting the soap on this because I had a I actually had a bar of soap from I bought several years ago from a lady in Jerome. I can't remember what her name was. She she used she's not she used to be in that shop where Bridget is now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, she sold me a bar of soap, and this smells like that bar of soap, which is not off-putting. Yeah, this is not an off-putting set of aromas. I um,
0: so I'm, I'm just curious remember what to uh, that. soap, what, what that one does, yeah. what the uh, Somalia glass does here. I
2: feel like this one's really different from when we had it.
0: Oh, wow. That's interesting. It's almost like, it makes me think of pottery.
3: Mm-hmm. That was what I was gonna say well, on the next one because I, it, it has too great of a nose for me not to have uh, slightly jumped ahead and tasted it.
0: Mm. But I definitely getting pottery on the on the Somalia glass, like like terracotta. Not terracotta. Remember. Um, it's maybe it's because I've spent too much time dabbling in archaeology uh, here in the American Southwest, but it reminds me of of uh, sort of uh, the, the aroma and aromatics of Hopi Pottery yeah. hmm. rather than terracotta. It doesn't have that sharpness that terracotta has. It's more... Ow! Ow! Sharpness like a beak. Yeah. yeah. It's more like gray clay rather than... If it was a color, gray clay versus terracotta. Hmm. What do you guys think? Pin stop. Here. Yes, I will give you your own
1: wine. <laughs> In the end, the bird always wins. Oh, he doesn't know that his wine is a non-alcoholic. <laughs> I can't
2: even smell anything on that anymore. <laughs> when it's in another thing.
0: Um, I mean. Try resetting your uh, nose with the extremely uh,
1: intense, intense orange, orange. blossom. Hmm. Mm, coffee. Ah. Let me try again. Even a little bit of clove when I get in the, from the sommelier glass, but that's probably just the, that nutmeg intensifying. May I have a little bit more, sir? I had a swirling accident. We're gonna call you swirly now. Uh, I got plenty of those when I was in school. Thank you, sir.
0: Surprisingly, as
1: much as I was made
3: fun of,
0: that was one thing I never got.
3: Gingerbread. Ooh. Ooh. What?
0: Gingerbread? Hey. Oh, fine.
3: It's like oh, that. Would you like a Gingerbread is what I get out of that glass.
0: No, you can't have my glass.
2: Yeah, this glass is not doing it for me. I don't get anything extra. Ooh,
3: acidity on this is very it nice. Shows, it tells you right where it's from on the palette. Yeah. It, it's It's got that beautiful minerality. Peaches, classic, classic
0: Chinon minerality, almost like graphite clay. Um.
3: Yeah, it tastes like it was like once again in a very good way. It tastes like it was made with river water and like clean spring fresh water. You mm-hmm. can taste. You can taste all the minerality from the soil in the region yeah.
1: it's... This is definitely my favorite so far. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm with you right now. This is a solid thought. I just absolutely... For reasons aside from that whole horrible I just, experience I I've talked about before, I just no, love I, I love it. Yeah,
0: I
2: remember as in I did not like it at all.
0: <laughs> so second opinion, since Megan has had this wine before, what do you think of this wine the second time around? I remember I really didn't like it the first time and I
2: can't remember what it was. I feel like this tastes different. I'm still mm, mm. But I have to remember too, I'm I still have a really hard time with rosés. We're not the best of friends. I every once in a while I find one that I really enjoy, but for the most part they're kind of mm yeah, to me. Um yeah, I'm trying to think. What did I taste on that one? There was something.
3: You, th- I believe, you thought it was just way too medicinal. Like it was the minerality and everything. You just it, it, whatever. If it was your palate that day, or what you were. Yeah, it just you were just not loving this wine.
2: No, and I'm trying to remember. There was. I feel like there was something distinct. I feel like it, there was a. There was a different, there was a weird, I don't know, I almost want to say like a heavy flavor that mm-hmm. I can't quite.
3: Yeah, it just, it didn't agree. Like you took one sip and you were like, man, yeah, didn't... I can't drink this today. And I was like, yeah, sorry. I'm not feeling it. Sorry, feeling I'm not okay, sorry. Okay, that's enough.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, it's fine to me. I like that I feel like this one's a little more acidic than the first one was, mm-hmm. maybe. Um oh. but yeah, I'm still kinda eh, it's there. I don't love it, but I don't hate it either.
0: That's what funny. would you rate it?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, probably like a three and a half ish.
1: What would you pair it with? So I'm trying to decide. How about duck allow orange. Duck orange. I can see this with duck
0: potentially. Mm-hmm. As long as the sauce I feel didn't overpower like, it. I also feel like this might be
2: too light for duck. I think it would depend on the sauce. Mm-hmm. I feel like the sauce so could... That's work. what I mean the sauce. Yeah. Um, maybe like a, I don't know, maybe like a light flatbread pizza with maybe a goat cheese on it or something Ooh. of some sort. I don't know. I just want wine and cheese all the time. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. To be able to just have it constantly.
1: Yes, and then if you get old. What's.
4: Never
1: what's, mind. Sorry. Oh, never mind. At my age, a constant diet of and. wine and cheese would mean, well, I wouldn't be going to the bathroom quite as much as I should. I'll really, leave it at mm-hmm.
3: uh, Bacon wrapped scallops. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I and would keep this combination until like I exploded before died.
1: <laughs> and I would course. die happy. Don't they have those at Three Kings? I think so. Mm, there you go. Interesting.
4: Some goat
3: cheese. What do you think of this? I think it's beautiful. I think it's a classic example of a rosé from the region. Um, for a cab frog to view this gorgeous, this light, it really has no business being as good as it is. I'd say a solid five.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking solid four five five. Um, it's really really fantastic. What's interesting to me is I'm not getting any of the basil
3: notes that I got on that most of us got on these first two <laughs> at all. It's not green at all. Yeah. You would almost expect that, considering the region.
0: And not only that, expecting also, if they're harvesting it earlier,
3: you'd almost expect those vegetal notes. Unless it just happens to be coming from a warmer part of the region. Oh. It could just be maturing fast enough that, yeah. it, you know, they're just grabbing it right at the right time. Yeah, maybe they're, they're doing
0: two
1: picks. Could be. could be picking the, the riper stuff first. And Chicken with broccoli and mandarin orange. I, I just pulled that out of my
0: ass. No,
4: that was Kirk.
1: Um, I kind of want to
0: pair this with... Uh, this is going to be weird.
3: And we didn't realize James was bringing dinner. <laughs>
0: uh, to be weird. bear with me. I want to pair this...
3: You just got it.
1: <laughs> I missed it.
3: He said he pulled it out of his ass, and I said, and we didn't realize he was bringing dinner.
1: Oh! (laughs) As Shannon comes this close to shooting out of my nose. (laughs) 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 Um.
0: (laughs) 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 Boy, energy. Uh, (laughs) But I want to pair this with Baja-style fish tacos Mm -hmm. with a little bit of pico de gallo cilantro
3: yeah you oh, yeah. also cilantro. just bang on the, uh, and mango i want mango in yeah, that like a cilantro chimichurri yeah mm-hmm. i mean ceviche you just described three of the four ingredients yeah but
0: basically you know taco and i don't want that fish raw mm-hmm. or baked i want it
3: deep fried yeah mm-hmm. i want
0: fried fish fat for sure yeah wow uh, i think that that would just be oh my god amazing omg wtf bbq or
1: not so this tasty. is delightful and where did you pick it up? Uh, I picked up this bottle at uh, Vino de Sedona and Very nice Sedona. Uh, my yeah. next project is well maybe we'll get some scallops wrapped with bacon mm. from Three Kings and pair it with this. This
0: bottle was not too pricey. Of course I took off the price tag just before I, I brought it out. But it was like twenty five bucks. Oh, no. yes. Yes. I, I don't know reasonable. how I don't know how much the Dama wines cost. Um, but I remember this being about 20, the Harvest,
3: this. I remember the Harvest Ridge being about 20. And Dama is a very, very low production, if memory serves. I don't know how much they've grown in the past 10 years since I was out there, but I know, I do remember that most of their stuff was kind of flash in the pan when it it released. If it it wasn't all consumed by wine club, it got, it, it got snatched up pretty quick at the tasting room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I okay. here's some more water.
0: He's like, I don't want that shit. He's like,
1: give me the... Give me the... Get get never out my the face. <laughs> mellowed out a little bit. A little bit. Of course I said that. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm, I'm now going to hunt you. hmm Remember kids, birds are dinosaurs,
0: and they haven't forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I think out of the three so far, this is my favorite. Um so number four well, I'm actually gonna finish my glass of this yeah. because yeah. yeah. Uh, so number four ow. Bro, don't bite. Uh is a sparkling uh from I think just down the river, if I'm remembering
3: my We're in a van, down by the river. Remember the river. <laughs>
0: ah, Sorry, trying to uh, channel the spirit of, well, not spirit, he's still alive. Uh, uh, trying to channel Neil Young there. He's out of my spirit.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, but uh, Summer. You know if uh, Neil Young dies tomorrow, we're blaming you, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and rightfully so.
3: Yeah. You uh, his spirit to the lore. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> a
2: good place to have it.
0: Mm-hmm. So while I grab um, this sparkling Cab Franc,
3: Adam, why don't you talk about your favorite Cab Franc experience? Um, yeah, my favorite Cab Franc experience, huh? moving to Washington and finding out that domestically that's where that grape should be grown, um, such a beautiful expression, but really my favorite thing about Cab Franc was when I was selling wine in the wine shops, introducing new employees to Cab Franc and saying this is what they put in California Cab when they want to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, why would you take something that is... Ideal like Cabernet, and then go and add this overly green characteristic back into it when it was just fine on its own. It's just I don't think California is quite geared to grow Cabernet properly. I don't think it. I don't think it's, uh, it has enough time to mature and have all those piercings drop out. But, but Washington definitely has that on lockdown and the other thing I found cool about Washington is all of the wines have acidity for miles and Cab and Merlot are often inverted from what most people would think where Merlots tend to be a little bit more robust and have the, more of a backbone and Cabs tend to be a little bit more elegant always always felt that about those wine, that particular region and Eastern Washington being a highland desert, but also used to be an ocean floor, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they have some really cool stuff going on out there, and I think it's, like, that really was revolutionary for me, was getting to see Cabernet Franc in its best form, in my opinion.
1: And here comes number four. So this is the Debussy.
0: Debussy. Debussy. Debussy, sorry. Rosé, valse romantique, méthode traditionnelle. Which I'm apparently doing in German as opposed to French because I suck.
3: This isn't the 1940s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, from Summer.
1: That summer breeze makes me feel fine. Excuse me. So
0: before, actually, yeah, before I crack this open, um, because we're gonna saber this some bitch, um, because I'm an overachiever, love kin things with a knife. Is this is gonna be. That sounds a lot creepier than it
1: was meant to. Inside saber job, or are we gonna go out? We're gonna do an inside saber job. Oh. I'm gonna go down the hall. So it's interesting, this is called Debussy, because of course there was a prominent French composer named Claude Debussy, and I wonder if there's any connection
3: here. Mm-hmm. wasn't Gary Debussy. Oh, Debussy. that's what I've been thinking, Debussy.
0: Oh. Uh, James, why don't you read the back
1: label here? All right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Government warning. According to the... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Debussy, located in Saumur, the heart of the Loire Valley, is producing amazing sparkling wine in its medieval underground cellars from the 15th century. After the second fermentation in the bottle, the wine ages for a minimum of 12 months on the lees. With a beautiful rose color and superb aromatics, bright cherries, palate texture is mineral driven and crisp on the finish. Pair very well with a fruit tart. Hmm.
3: I feel like it should immediately get a half a point to a point, like, bonus for being a medieval (laughs) cellar. That's just a wonderful mental picture. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So what do you think of this label,
4: Megan?
0: I mean,
2: I feel like it's pretty basic for a sparkling wine just in general. It's nice, it's pretty, but
1: there's nothing super exciting about it, but... It's very Shandong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, know, as Of pairing with the fruit tarts, I mean, the only yeah. thing I can think of is a strawberry shortcake fill on hard times. Okay, everyone, let's, uh, our palates here. Yeah.
0: Yes, apparently including you, Pippin, We literally took a bite out of this as I was putting it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> he has no personal space. <laughs> so set up and down I'm going yep i mm-hmm. am a personal mm-hmm. I do what i want oh. mm-hmm. so i'm gonna have everyone get out of their chairs and stand behind me are we doing gonna the go line? Line, so. we gonna be no because i'm mm-hmm. gonna surprise this and i don't want anyone on that side of the room too oh right try not
2: to hit any of the glasses either Yeah, that might suck
1: oh god damn yeah most profoundly memorable, savory moment was not, Cody. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the best one.
0: Uh, well, maybe we'll tell that story. Uh,
2: Haven't they heard it by now? That was a, it'll be a year in
0: April. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Oh. Well. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, <sighs> okay, it's really hilarious. Y'all should see this there all. Standing in the hallway around the corner. Around the corner, I'm gonna be around the corner here in a minute. Somehow that'll
2: backtrack and hit me. I'm becoming more involved. Oh,
0: Jesus! (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, the key to sabrage is you need to hit your bottle, and sabrage, by the way, is opening a bottle with a sword or, in my case, a knife. Uh, you don't want to undo the cage entirely. Uh, well, unscrew the. Excuse me, bigger. Uh, The. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what this metal cage is called. Moussé? Mousselet? Moussé? Something? <laughs> Not Mousselet. No. Mus- no. But you want it loose, but you don't want it uh, um, taken off. Because it helps to kind of contain it. And you want to find there it is or there's one basically you want to find that um, seam in the glass and where it hits the lip because that's the the one point of pressure Uh, well not the
1: one point of pressure that's the the weakest point in the glass i'm sorry what did you put in the glass i heard something about semen on somebody's lips no
0: (laughs) seam oh okay Seam, you sickos. Seam on the glass. Seam on the glass. And you want to hit it with kind of a flat part of the knife. Either the back end um, or the flat part of it. And They also actually make uh, champagne sabers, of which uh, uh, Adam is going to make me one. Uh, we are in the process of saving uh, sparkling wine corks for the handle, because that's uh, bougie AF. Okay, Pippin, I need you to get away from the knife. Come on. Sit on my head. Pippin, get away from the knife. Pippin, get away from the knife. When the knife Pippin. And here we go, the moment of truth, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, hold on. There's the scene. Oh okay. shit. I did
1: nothing. Oh, there we go. He shoots his scores. Did you get a glass? He did, uh, but no damage was done. He hit my little cherry have- glass.
4: Oh. No, it didn't. No, no, he didn't, no, Porco. right Right here.
0: Oh, nice. So there we go. Next to no spillage either. I'm getting really good at this. Now, I personally hate pouring sparkling wines in flutes because flutes you get none of the fucking aromatics.
2: It's so much prettier. It
0: is prettier. I need all the bottles of bullshit. Um, I'll decant
3: bubbles.
2: (laughs) I always swirl the glass because I don't like too many.
3: Yeah, I I prefer vintage, so I prefer smaller, tinier, lesser bubbles.
4: Yeah.
3: I might as well just pour most of this bottle out because once you've savored a bottle, Mm -hmm.
4: oh god.
2: Bird attack? (laughs)
3: Pippin, put the knife down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: put the beak
1: away. <laughs> now he's gone.
3: Go. He's doing it. Here, Pippin.
1: Have <laughs> the ring back. The one ring. You can have the ring of power if you want.
3: <laughs> <laughs> one ring to rule is small. Yep.
0: Okay. We're going to move that glass out here. Okay. So anyway, uh, méthode traditionnelle is the same as méthode champenoise, I believe. Champenois, Champagne? Whatever. Same way you fucking make champagne. Secondary ferment in the bottle. Yep. As opposed to Charmotte, which is fermenting in a tank. Yep. So I guess it's my turn to look at color. First.
1: That was the chair. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That was not the chair. That was not the chair. But at least it took the elevator and not the back stairs. I'm gonna go with pale
0: copper for
1: this one.
2: Again, yeah, I was gonna say it looks the same as the as one and three, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to pour some in the sommelier
4: glass. I
2: feel like. It smells like a really nice bouquet of roses, like red ones or something. Just
3: yeah, you can almost pull the leaf characteristic out of it too. Getting the chalkiness. Yeah, that's pretty. Just slight <laughs> doughy from the yeast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever so slight, though. It's not. It's not dominant like most method law. Well,
0: this probably wasn't aged nearly as long. What, how much did it say? Twelve months only, and some champagnes are aged for multiple years on the leaves and also this could be young there is no vintage here
1: um i hate to say this but i can honestly say i'm getting the soup song of nutty cheese
0: (laughs) yeah it's got sort
1: of a walnut or or
0: almond or uh maybe toasted pecan character Uh, this one i do get a little bit of the basil just a tiny bit like dried
3: basil as opposed to like fresh basil.
2: Oh, I'm not getting basil, but
3: and cherry and rose. I get the kind of rose and rose hips, that mm-hmm. you're kidding.
2: It kind of tastes like a shortbread cookie. That's
3: <laughs> not a bad thing.
2: No, I love shortbread cookies, but that's it's just got kind of a sweet.
3: It's mm-hmm. almost got a Cremant mouthfeel. Well, Cremant
0: is the same style. Mm-hmm it's just that normally a Cremont, um, actually, I don't think there really isn't a rule for Cremont versus any other, because most other regions in France call all of their sparkling wines Cremonté, insert region here, except for very specific regions that have, Rules. Rules. Like... Summer. Mm. Uh, summer? Summer? Summer. Summer.
1: I guess. How is it? Summer. Just a, di- a disclaimer. My, just, just such a okay. I have a... My palate for sparkling wine is somewhat undeveloped. I mean, it's just not something I really partake of too much. I'm getting... I'm getting a little bit of cherry. I got the nuttiness. I, I'm... But, you know, I just, I I can't quite appreciate the intricacies of sparkling wine as well as others, perhaps, That's all of okay. at this table. It's just, I don't have the discipline. Well, they're hard. I feel like they don't...
2: Mostly it just, it's sm- you
1: know, it just burns. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it, like, it just
3: hurts to in smell It's the spirit it. of it being the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore, say it with me now. It's all in the yeast. Yeah. It's <laughs> all, all in the yeast. <laughs> it's all, all in the yeast. <laughs> but also, like, there's something so hardcore or metal about... Saying, yeah, no, it comes from my medieval cellar in more. <laughs> Bitch, where are you getting your wine? Yeah, motherfucker. Quite frankly,
1: this is very similar t- to me, uh, like Mark. The shot. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly, I didn't mean <laughs> that was unintentional. Intend <laughs> your puns. That was you my- coward. This tastes a lot to me like that Chateau uh, Biebrich that I used to get. Oh, yeah. For the, which was a Pinot Noir Zekt from uh, from Hess in Germany. I try to get always a Zekt for my birthday because that way, I've at least I'm getting a birthday Zect. In fact, if you gave me this and told no, That was bad.
2: I almost get mustard.
0: Yeah. Mustard green or mustard. And- the, the
3: condiment. condiment. Condiment.
2: Like the condiment.
3: Okay. I can see it. It's
2: really weird. I don't think I've ever gotten that on a wine before, but I get it on the nose and the palate now.
1: Huh. Yeah. I Finish-wise, I can get the, like a faint hint of brown mustard. Like. Yeah.
2: Fancy. fancy mm-hmm. mustard. Yeah. Fancy mustard. Not yellow. I mean, I hate mustard no matter what, but like I, this makes me want a hot dog.
3: <laughs> Which actually would be a yellow <laughs> like, like, pairing. I feel like
2: that's Honestly, a
3: chili dog would bang. Right? With
0: better, better
1: than a chili dog, though, I want to pair this with a Sonoran dog. Have you had
0: a Sonoran yes, dog I yet?
3: Have had
1: Sonoran I have. the, uh, What's that little tamaleza? And Sedona makes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lady, they don't have it now, but when I used to go to the Oak Creek Brewery in Sedona, the tamaleza the lady used to be there in the evenings and you could get a Sonoran dog. And that was really yeah. cool. Honestly, I want to pair this with a Sonoran dog,
0: which I know is. is like, not fancy as at all for a
3: sparkling wine, but... No, continuing on the not fancy, you know how amazing the burps would be?
0: <laughs> yeah! <laughs> this would be the exact... Oh, James is not here to, to comment on this. What? Uh, this would be the, the burps from a, a hot dog, from a Sonoran dog, and this would be the exact opposite of the Whopper burps <laughs> that are, was from our very worst <laughs> wine we've ever had on this podcast That's today. Tomato! Was that the tomato wine? That was the tomato wine. That one was Was weird. it like tomato? Mm-hmm. No, it was. Not even a Bloody Mary could save it.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how bad that wine was. Yeah. I, have a, uh, I have, actually have one of those that oh, I the swore one. with the other person that had it with me. Like, we, we both ordered a Bloody Mary somewhere and we swore we'd never talk about it again. <laughs> It is, wow, it's really hard to screw up a Bloody Mary that bad. Yeah. Again, the worst
1: one we ever had was on a podcast, but the podcast sadly was lost. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That, I'm, bad. I'm still Oh, yeah. The one on one Chardonnay
4: is the one
1: worse
0: than yeah. that tomato wine. Oh, line. my God. It was so bad. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah.
0: I what? like this. And again, uh, I may not be classy to want to pair this with a Sonoran dog, but fuck it. What that's is what a Sonoran dog? <sighs> Somebody answer me. Okay, so, so Sonoran dog is a hot dog <laughs> that's wrapped in and then you have beans. Yep. And I want to say also you throw on some jalapenos.
1: And that's the version I had. And then it's in a hot pot. Well, the bottom line is it is not date night food. Yep. Yeah.
2: Hmm. But want, it is. That sounds like it needs pico de gallo on it, really. I, mm, I, I it's good. I it's like good. tomatoes really on good. hot dogs, though. But, I'm weird. I mean, I'm, it wouldn't be
0: bad with a pico de gallo. I want pico de gallo on hot dogs. Sorry. Why is he getting... Why are you laughing? It was was,
3: was a tweet or something I was reading. It was like, yeah, no, in your 30s means if you're having Taco Bell, you're not having sex.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I resemble that remark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh,
0: jeez. But anyway, going back 20 conversation threads ago, um everywhere in France except for places that have very specific rules and AOCs for sparkling wine um, it's always Cremante whatever Mm -hmm. versus you know in Stammer and Rouvray they have sparkling Rouvray
3: yeah, me too. It's yeah, one
0: exactly. of the only two ways I will take my Chenin Blanc, ideally. The other way is Yeah, The
3: other way is intravenously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which reminds me of one of my favorite shitty wine jokes. How long can you age a Sauvignon... Um, how long can you age a Chenin Blanc? About Sauvignons. years. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <No ideas. laughs> Gig this. This is a
1: solid 4-5. Maybe 5. 4-5. Again, because of my lack of palate and appreciation for sparkling wine, I'm going to have to go with, I don't know, it tastes pretty good to me.
0: (laughs) Did you guys get anything different in the sommelier glass? Not really. I didn't. I mean, it accentuates the yeasty character, and the vegetable character,
3: and the nutty character. It drops all the fruit and florals, but... The other thing, too, is I kind of feel like... On the palate, after the bubbles subside, this is the one of the least acidic yeah. of that we've had, which is <laughs> kind of surprising. Is backwards. Yeah, you would think that, you know, you're, 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 if they're picking it for sparkling program, they're going to pick it high acid because that's what you want to get through with what they're doing. That's why That's where I think the Cremont comment came through because I think that Surly's aging, even as brief as it is, is really kind of... Had a major influence yeah. on it. It gives it a good mouthfeel, and it's 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 not out of balance. It's just it's surprising that the still wines have a more perceived acidity to yeah. them. Yeah.
0: And another thing, though, to remember is that this is a blend of different vintages. It's a non-vintage, at least that's how most of the stuff works. Is that you have different vintages that you blend together, so that way you have the same taste from year to year to year to year. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why the acidity is so low, because you're buying multiple vintages.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, it's... Some years you're harvesting early, other years you're harvesting late. And... This would make an excellent cinnamon hot dog burp, you're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: I mean, the belch, I just admitted, was not too bad.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so, what, so you said you wanted to pair this with what, Megan? A hot dog. A hot dog? Yeah, well,
0: think, she started the conversation. Yeah, yeah
2: I started I, that. I started, honestly, yeah, I can't think of
0: it, a better pairing. much than this. she may be regretting
3: it right now. <laughs> no, I honestly
1: cannot think of a, a more fun
0: pairing for this
1: than. What would happen if, and I'm again pulling this totally out of my ass. What if you boiled some hot dogs in some of this? In... Hmm. It's a waste of wine. It is a waste of wine, but I'm just, you know, for argument's sake, it'll never
3: happen. <laughs> I, I would be for pickling uh, something on top of it. Mm. Yeah, and it's pickled stuff.
1: So f- pickle some cucumbers in this and put... I don't know. Mm. The salmon cr- salmon cream cheese bruschetta would go nice with this. So yeah, we- if we wanted it, to be fancy. Yeah. yeah, which they also have at Three Kings. <laughs>
0: I'm remember where the frickity frack I
1: got this bottle.
2: I want this with the pizza that's sitting over there. I don't, it, and we're it, getting there, we're it getting, it getting there. It almost there. has a
3: cola aspect to it on the word. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're still talking about that. I'm trying to remember where the
0: frickity frack I got this bottle. It was in Fino de Sedona. It, I think I got this bottle from ODV once and Phoenix. Mm. Uh, it was either ODV. Uh, or hidden track. And I don't remember it sitting... I vaguely remember seeing it laying on its side, which means it could not have been hidden track, so therefore it must have been ODB, where I got this bottle.
3: May I have a little bit of the dama in this? Because I think the more this calms down, the more it tastes like the dama. Okay, no, you can't, you're not allowed. It's forbidden. Thanks, sir. <laughs>
1: Does she make red wine? Dumb? dumb Yes, absolutely. A real intense one should be called the
3: Dominatrix. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah? Yeah. I'm good. Y'all should do that.
0: Okay, hand me, uh, let's, uh, let's do that. Let's do it! Although you weren't supposed to drink all of the... Okay.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: For those playing along at home, you do not have to spit your wine back in the glass like James I don't
4: think anyone used <laughs> playing this game alone or at <laughs> all. <laughs> oh, oh
1: Pippin started muttering along as I left, but I don't know if it One up. of my personal mottos, barbarism is an art form. <laughs>
2: there is more. Would you rather would just
0: be. me for you more? Yeah, that's what could have. Rather been. than, you
1: know... <sighs> yeah, okay. All right. So we're comparing the Dama with the WC. No. Yes, Dama with the DBC. Sorry. That brain
0: not good for. God, okay. that's such a sweet nose now. Fuck. they Oh, this so, is a lot more. There's so apricot okay. intensity. I know Samur also does solid red cap franc. So now I'm wondering. If they make their sparkling ones by doing a saunier of their red cab franc, and then doing the whole uh, method traditional with it, how high is this in alcohol? Twelve five. Okay, then probably Bro- not. Yeah. There goes that that idea. Come on, do you not lick the do you not lick the broken glass. Yes,
1: <sighs> not dangerous at no. all. Child. Child, I love you, but you try me so hard. You must think he's one of Marilyn Manson's girlfriends. Ooh.
3: <coughs> Let's see. Thank you. Oh. Mm. After this, remind me to go tell you about another fun podcast that you should check out. Okay. It's not wine related; it's music related, but it's great. You get a kick out of it, specifically the episode that I listened to. Oh, that was suggested to me. It was to be an hour and forty-five minutes into a podcast on one song and keep it funny the entire time is oh, damn near impossible. That is impressive. Yeah, and once you hear the song, it's great.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of similarity there. If you were to take the bubbles out of the, the mm-hmm.
3: on the nose they're not because the nose is so muted by the bubbles on this and the larger glass, but like. Taste-wise, I was like, why does this, when when the bubbles are gone, why does it remind me of that? And it's quite remarkable.
1: When I hit that Dama again on my nose, compared to the WC, it was like I was getting hit with a wave of strong apricot compared to the, what I was getting out of the WC. I'm with you on that. Um, The noses are different, but the palettes are
0: very similar. Mm -hmm. Like really fun and interesting. So here's my question to you guys. Do we want to open the Chocolina, or are we just wanting to get pizza and drink, uh... I want food, but... Okay. I mean, I'll keep drinking stuff, but... Well, I, I'm I need... not asking if you want to keep, not keep drinking, but, it's like, do you want to ex- continue the exploration of kind of Cap Franc and adjacent relatives, or do we want to just drink and enjoy food? I don't
2: know. I don't care. I just, I'm, I haven't really eaten much today, so <laughs> that's okay. my only concern. So she doesn't care.
0: What do you guys? I'm on board for whatever.
4: <sighs>
0: James, I you're have, apparently you're the only one who actually gets to make it. I a was looking forward video. to trying that chicken and green
1: beans and... Well, bloody Lloyd hell, lunch. I love chocolate. I know, right? I love Chocolina. I look for Chocolina every time I go into to Lloyd's. Uh... That's why you shouldn't look at Fort and for Lloyd's. London's this really going to go for This bottle I got at the fucking Whole Foods in Sedona. Oh, okay. I haven't really explored their wine selection. And it sucks except for the oh.
4: oh,
1: They have an excellent sake there as well.
0: Hmm. So I'm hearing yes to the Chocolina. Sure. It sure. fucking means I got to move this whole setup that's on my fucking
1: book. God damn it. Why because this is gonna be, this was gonna be the photo.
4: <laughs>
1: and now this is really weird. I just took my last swig of that debut seed and
3: I'm getting this lovely creamy strawberry finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a It it reminds me of Lucian Albrecht if you all ever had it. Mmm. Which is Uh, hands down for a $20 bottle of Cremant Rosé you cannot I challenge you to find a better one
1: but again for the benefit of the listeners when it comes to sparkling wine I am definitely a Tyro I mean honestly I don't think my palate can take much more uh, comparison
3: but uh, I want to uh, I want to get some Eric Bordelais wines for you I would be Grower Champagne oh fuck yeah, Eric. The best sparkling wine I have ever had is a <laughs> champagne made
0: of 100% Pinot Meunier. hmm Fuck yeah. Eric Bordelay. It may
1: have been Eric Bordelais, I don't remember. Isn't Pinot Meunier originally a German variety? Potentially.
3: <laughs> All I know is that it was... These good things came out of the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pinot this Meunier. complete that circle. know
0: <laughs> if Pinot Meunier was in champagne before that, but anyway, mm. My vote would be against the Chocolina. Um Because it also is a blend of both Hondurabi grapes, the white and the red. And I don't know how that would uh,
1: affect the. Well, you are the host of this podcast, so you have the vetoing oh, vote. Also, my the vote. lady wants pizza, and my vote is that um, before Megan kills me,
0: uh, we get the pizza.
2: We okay. don't live. I'm eating crackers now.
0: <laughs> I'll survive. But, uh... I would again yeah, yeah, rate the Debussy, Debussy, uh, a, a solid 4.5 4. 5 or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pippin agrees, even though he has not tried any. He is now drinking a rosé I've made out of water, and his non-alcohol, uh, his de-alcoholized something Sauvignon. Oh,
3: he knows it's wrong. Yeah, he's rubbing it his face under finger. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, like, this, like this is this is not right. He's like, this is. A- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. He literally just flipped the table.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah he just tried to <laughs> throw the glass down. So <laughs> much rage. Like, bitch, what the
0: fuck? This is the <laughs>
4: alcoholized. Rage. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, guys. Uh, oh, your glasses are
1: all almost empty.
0: Oh, we Hold never on. cheers. That's why we're going to cheers,
4: cheers now. Uh, okay. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yep. give me summer number three. Hold on, I have a little drop in here. All right. me <laughs>
0: Yeah, he tried to throw this glass outside, uh, which is hilarious. Anyway, Make America Grape Again! This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at Podcast at gmail.com on Instagram at at the Wine Monk or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website, MakeAmericaGreatAgainPodcast.com.
4: Romans countrymen. I have Napoleon cognac here. Mm-hmm.